0: Hey everybody, first off, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I'm super, super excited for this. Um, This is definitely by far my favorite podcast so far because I have a very, very special guest with me, my lovely wife. She's here to talk to the people today. So if you don't mind, babe, to just introduce yourself so the audience knows who they're listening to.
1: Hey, 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 it's Micah Carpenter here. Um, Just a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in Huntington, West Virginia. Um, I have two amazing parents, and they gave me two awesome younger siblings. I have a sister whose name is Jacqueline. She's currently in Alabama for ministry school, and then I have a little brother, Jace, who is eleven years old. He is my little buddy. (laughs) If you know us, Um, I have been married to Isaac for almost two years in February, Mm -hmm. and we have the cutest little boy, Easton Israel, who is six months old, and I am a stay-at-home mom, thanks to Isaac. He (laughs) lets me stay home and um, love on our little one, so... And I also, really fun fact, is I have a blog. Shanna's
0: plug. That's what she's (laughs) doing.
1: So any of you ladies listening, you better go check it out. It's called hervillage.com. That is just where I really pour my heart out, and I just want to minister to you all and just share um, things that I have personally gone through and just hope that that will just help you all in whatever you're going through, and we can kind of walk through this life together in a community a.k.a. a village of women.
0: There we go. You guys notice how she's shameless plugged in <laughs> my podcast. She had to get her glory here. So to give you all a little bit about ourselves um, and our story, um, for those that are, are single, newly married, want to hear a story that, that's kind of funny kind of not at the same time, I would be the one to share our story, but I don't have the greatest detailed memory at times. No. Um, So, I'm I'm pretty sure I'll forget the um, embarrassing and important details. So, I'm actually going to let my wife share um, our story because, for one, she's a woman. So, she's going to remember what color I wore, uh, my outfit, and this and that. And I'm not going to remember that. So, if you don't mind, just share a little bit about our story.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, to start from the very beginning, this is absolutely hilarious. So, everybody knows Isaac Carpenter, preacher... Going to be a pastor one day, you know, the whole shebang. Well, I my mom was looking for a church for our family to attend. And it was my first service going to Christ Temple Church with her. And I was, you know, just that middle schooler pouting because my mom made me do something. I even tried to play sick and it didn't work. (laughs) So thanks a lot, Mom. I think
0: we've all tried that at some point.
1: And... Um, I'm sitting in the back and I'm just sitting there pouting and all of a sudden my mom, she nudges me cause she sees this young man walking across where the altar is at. And I look up and she was like, he's really cute. And I looked up and I was like, oh wow, he is cute. Y'all, I still remember to this day. He had a blue button up on khaki pants.
0: I told you details.
1: <laughs> brown shoes. And I'm like, wow, he is so handsome. Like, I like yes, him. I am. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there and I'm watching him. Well, all of a sudden, I notice he goes up on the side of the platform and then makes his way onto the platform, grabs a microphone, and then starts exhorting and preaching the house down. And automatically, in my head, I was like, oh, absolutely not. I will not date one of those preacher boys.
0: Preacher that boys. That is
1: not my type. Well, almost six years later, <laughs> here we are, married, have a kid, <laughs> and we're doing ministry together.
0: Moral of the story is never say never. <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely. So, But just a real quick, a little bit about how our relationship started and stuff. After going through... um You know, all of that, we, of course, my family, we started attending Christ Temple Church here in Huntington, West Virginia. And I started getting plugged in with the youth and, you know, just doing a lot of um, things within that. Um, I've always, I always noticed Isaac. (laughs) You can ask any of my friends. They always knew, you know, Micah had a thing for Isaac. Everybody knew that. Tried to hide it, but I guess I wasn't good enough at it. (laughs) So, we got to the point to where we did the whole stupid talking thing. Oh my gosh, it was so annoying now that I think about it. But we would talk on the phone, but would absolutely be terrified to talk face-to-face. How many of you all can raise your hand and say you did the same thing? Don't lie. Exactly. So, I'm sitting there one day, and I was like, you know, I really like this guy, and, you know, from that, I don't know what day it was, whatever, but just from that moment on, I prayed, like, okay, Lord, I really genuinely like him, and so, you know, I would always pray for him, keep him just, you know, in my head, always thinking about him and stuff, and, you know, just life goes on, he gets in one relationship, I was heartbroken, but the funny thing is, is I hadn't, like, we had nothing to do with each other yet, but I was heartbroken, so I guess I did that to myself, and then he gets out of that one, and I'm like, oh, this is my chance, and yeah, no, not that time either, so then, this is hilarious, so Judgment House rolls around, I don't know, what, like 2015, I think?
0: 2015,
1: yeah. And so... He was talking to someone at the time and, you know, they just parted ways and I found out about it and I was so pumped because I was like, this is my time to shine because we were just growing a friendship at that point, which first off is very important before you go into any relationship, you have to have a good, solid friendship, um, Because then you don't have to, when you're in a relationship, you don't have to sit there and try to become friends, but also become a couple at the same time. You are already friends, so now you can go and take it to another level. But anyways, so we're sitting there and, you know, we're just talking and I'm talking to one of my girlfriends that night. And I was like, you know, I've never talked to him in person, but we've always (laughs) talked like over the phone. I was like, I'm so over that. So weird. And so then, kid you not, I walk out of heaven, if anybody knows Judgment House. I walked out of heaven.
0: And... I think we should, I think before we go any farther, we should kind of give the people a, a little description of what Judgment House is so they don't think we're really weird. Uh, Judgment House was, I'm sure like there's a lot of churches that do this, but it's basically like a play slash skit of, like, heaven and hell, and sometimes there's a storyline of what hell would look like, what heaven would, l- would look like, and and to kind of give the people an, an opportunity to accept Jesus. So when she says she's walking out of heaven, she's walking out of the heaven scene. She's not literally walking out of heaven. Yeah, so. But to
1: people, they think yeah, they're absolutely. in heaven. absolutely. Exactly. But, so I walk out, and I kid you not... Here comes little old Mr. Isaac Carpenter walking down, and he says one word to me. Literally, one word. Hi!
0: (laughs) See, I don't remember any
1: of this. It's all he said, and I was like, oh, hey! And then we, you know, shared a couple words, like going back and forth, and then that was it. So, you know, cut kind of to the point. Of course, we start talking. It was his birthday, February the twenty seventh. He we went to a Travis Green concert your mom actually took mm. us to in William McDowell. Is was it St Albans? Yep. So we went there with a couple other friends. Um and such an awesome like little what do you call it, like concert?
0: Yeah, like worship. A worship service kind yeah. of new.
1: It was absolutely amazing. Well, then, Sunday come like, the next day, February 28th, you know, everything's happening. Homecoming, and, you know, this point, we talked about homecoming Normal. and stuff. This is hilarious, y'all. So, Sunday night, I'm getting ready for our dance team, like, practice.
0: For the youth group.
1: Yes. And... <laughs> my dance instructor came up to me thinking I'm all in trouble. And if anybody knows me, I hate being in trouble. I don't like conflict. Like, I steer clear from all of that. like Retreat, drama retreat, retreat. <laughs> and everything. So I'm sitting here thinking in my head, like, what did I do? Did I look at someone the wrong way? Did I say something? And I'm automatically, like, evaluating everything that I did from today to, like, a month ago. <laughs> And she brings me upstairs, and all of a sudden, Isaac's mom, Becky Carpenter, I see her get so excited, and she, like, peeks her head out the door, and then she gets all excited and runs back in the room, and I'm like, okay, what is happening? So I walk in, and there's Isaac. He's sitting there with these cute little balloons asking me to prom. And I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. Of course I said yes. Yes.
0: Typical prom proposal.
1: (laughs) I still have the balloons, by the way. For the six years old, I still have those balloons underneath our bed, actually. They're probably, like, molded and
0: everything, but they're still there. (laughs) No.
1: And so, I notice on the Yes balloon, there's a little card tied to it. Because all the balloons had something to weigh it down, and it was, like, my favorite candies. Well, this one had a card... Attached to it, and I went to go open it. And the second I went to go open it, he like jumped all over me, telling me I can't open it. And in my head, I'm sitting here thinking, How rude you just asked me to prom, and now I can't open my own gift (laughs) like that's not fair. So then I had to wait all through the whole entire worship service, and I'm sitting here dying to know what is in this stupid card that is so important to this kid. Well, then at the end of the service, he comes over and gives me permission to open my own gift. Like, that makes no sense. But I opened it, and I kid you not, the second I opened it, this man ran across the HLC, our Health and Life Center, ran across, all the way away from me, just so I could read the card. I still have the card, too.
0: Ran all the way to the other side of the room, people.
1: (laughs) And I read it, and basically... It was just something cute along the lines of, you know, since you said yes to going to prom with me, will you say yes to being my girlfriend? Something, like, super cheesy that all high schoolers would say.
0: Like the note that you pass in class, will you go out with me, circle yes or no, like, one of those cheesy notes.
1: And I look up at him, and he's all the way across the gym, looking like over his shoulder to see if I'm reading it. And Scared I looked at him.
0: Death, Scared to <laughs> and death, guys.
1: I looked at him, and I was like, "Well, of course." And from then on, it's just been history. <laughs> the rest is
0: history. So yeah, there's a little bit about our story. Um, I say a little bit because we've been together for six years almost. And so, But that's how, kind of how it started. So while we were talking about this podcast, um, we were thinking about some ideas to talk about, um, what should it be titled, you know, there's so many things that people talk about and sometimes it's like the same podcast are talked about on repeat, so like just different people with the same topic. So we were wanting to think about something that's not really talked about a lot and something that... Um, we think could be beneficial for people that are our age. Um, so the the title of this like podcast is going to be "Young and Married." Obviously, we're both young and we're both married. Um, so we think that we have some just insight that could help um, people our age that are have just gotten married or going to be getting married. Some things that could help them out um, to be successful husbands and successful wives. So the first thing um, that we think is to have pre-marriage plans. And I know like this is probably really, you're probably thinking this is so common sense. Well, duh, of course. But you'd be amazed of how many people go into a marriage and have no plans. Um, the husband doesn't know what the wife wants to do. Wife doesn't know what the husband wants to do for a career, um, for a living. And so I think that there has to be from both sides, not just the husband, not just the wife. There has to be a discussion going into marriage. What do you want to do for a career? How many children do you want? Where do you want to live? Um, if you get a great job in another city, are you willing to, you know, relocate uh, to help me, you know, fulfill the purpose of my life or fulfill whatever the case may be? But I think you know there has to be pre-marriage plans. I don't think you know, especially us as believers, we're like, oh, we're we'll just let God take the wheel, you know, or is it Carrie Underwood that says, Jesus take the wheel? Yes. Yeah, or so like. <laughs> you know as she would say jesus take the wheel but you know that's true but i think also you know we we have to have plans we can't just you know fly by the what's what's the what's the term fly by the anyways i just forgot I have no it no idea <laughs> fly by the the sea the of... i can't remember just what keep it is going. <laughs> Anyway, so this is going to bug me all day but But anyways, I think this is just something you have to have. You can't just you know say, Jesus, take the wheel and have no plans. There has to be communication on both sides on what you all want in a marriage. Um, So, yeah, do you you think about anything?
1: But also, like what he said, I really do think this is such a valid point that we're, you know, kind of discussing. Because, you know, my heart and my passion has to always been a stay-at-home mom. Like, that will be, that's, like, my first priority now that I am a mom. And I, when we were dating, we talked prior, actually when we were dating, but, um, you know, definitely talk about it when you're engaged. But when we were dating, you know, it was going on, like, a couple years at that point. I told him, like, my dream and my goal in life is to be a mom, but to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, that's, you know, that's just what I want. That's my heart's desire is to do that first. Um, and he knew that going into engagement and going into marriage, he knew that my goal was to eventually become a mother and a stay at home mom. So then it also helped us kind of navigate through life with some big life choices regarding jobs and What can we do to meet this need and do this because I'm staying home now? So that has also helped getting kind of like that game plan so you know that as you're making decisions, you already know, okay, I know Micah wants to be a stay-at-home mom, so I need to do this. And we as a couple need to prepare in this way financially and, you know, all of the other things.
0: Yeah, I think, like, to her point in that illustration, like, if she wouldn't have told me that she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, and here in my mind, I'm like, okay, you know, we're both going to be working, you know, so we could both have, you know, mediocre paying jobs so that way we could sustain the family. And then, you know, we have our first child, and she's like, oh, by the way, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. It's like, well, you should have probably told me this before we had a kid. So, like it's just really important. Um, I would definitely, the man definitely has to lead in this regard. Mm -hmm. Um, He has to be the one out of everything we're talking in this podcast, but specifically this, he has to be the one to initiate the conversation. You know, what do you want to do for a career? Where do you want to live? How many children do you want? Um, You know, and, and especially, you know, this just came to me and this wasn't even really something we talk about, but it was fitting in this, especially if, you know, for those that are believers that are listening, like, you all have to agree on churches. You have to agree on, like, beliefs and denominations because if you don't, it's just going to be really rough. So these are just pre-marriage plans and pre-marriage discussions that you have to have. And I would definitely encourage you to have them sooner than later. Yeah,
1: definitely. Okay, so going on number two... Number two is gonna be keeping it private.
0: I think you need to say that a little louder for the people. Keeping
1: period. (laughs) It period private. Period. It private. (laughs) Keep your relationship private. I cannot stress this enough. You do not need to put your marriage problems on Facebook. Because I guarantee you, 99% of the time, people just going to keep scrolling, okay? And if you need marriage counseling, go. That's what it's for. It's not making you any less or, you know, people always look down on counseling and therapy when, honestly, if it helps you and it gets you to that picture-perfect marriage that you're wanting, then do it. That's what it's here for. But just keep your relationship private. You do not have to tell your friends and your family and social media. You do not have to just expose your whole entire relationship. And a big thing is like for people who, you know, those big old social media people who literally make a living off of sharing their life. Like... Yes, that's great. I, you know, there's a bunch of YouTubers that I absolutely love who share their life and I love watching it. But with them also opening up and sharing their life, they also receive a ton of criticism. Yeah. And, you know, not everyone is going to agree with everything that you say or how you parent or how you, you know, do things in life, how you organize your house, how you just... You know anything, but I just I can't literally cannot stress this enough. Please just keep your marriage private because, you know, there there might have been something that your husband didn't want you to share, and then that also causes hurt, and that causes more division between yeah, you good. and your spouse. Um, and then you you know that's a whole other obstacle that you got to go over because therefore you just lost trust. Yeah. Um, from the other person so definitely keep keeping your relationship private even dating I mean yeah dating you know it's not anywhere close to being married but you still need to keep it private like that's a relationship and a little side note you should only date someone and if you see them potentially being your future spouse
0: well do
1: not date just to date
0: because you're bored
1: yeah <laughs> yeah don't date just because you're bored or you're lonely that's what friends or you are want for that's what friends are for that's what fellowship is for that's why you're supposed to have a community so you don't get lonely and all of that
0: and another thing on top of that like we are both blessed with great parents. Yes, like, absolutely. We can't stress that enough. Both of us are blessed with great parents. Um, our children are, you know, they're blessed with great grandparents. They
1: will be spoiled um, for the rest spoiled of their rotten.
0: lives. <laughs> Ethan already is. He's the just. To, let me just say this. He is the first grandkid on yes. both sides of the family. You heard that right. So, if he wants something, he's going to get it before he can take his next breath. Yep. So, why, the reason I said that is because you also don't have to tell, like, your family everything. Yep. And and it's not that you don't trust your family. It's not that you don't love your family. It's not that at all. It's just, it's your relationship. Keep it that way. And yeah. and, and like Micah said, it's a lot of times you, you break trust when you do that. Because here's what happens. Like, let's say Micah tells me something in confidence and then i go tell one of my good guy friends right then he's going to go tell someone that he's extremely close with and say please don't tell anybody and then he's going to go tell someone and say please yeah. don't tell anybody so just because you broke your trust and didn't keep it private now 10 20 30 40 50 100 people are going to know your business just because you didn't keep it private yeah and yeah i'm not saying don't have mentors or don't have you know people to talk to but at the same time, you not everybody knows your business. And to be really honest with you, people don't want to know your business. If yeah. I'm really honest with you. Um, so this kind of leads right into the third thing. Um, it's finding an outlet. Yes. Um, I think this is extremely important even outside of marriage. Every single person, I think, has to have a safe space. Yep. A safe space to just go to that person and they can just yell in their face <laughs> and it'd be okay. Um no. You, you understand what I'm saying there may be moments like that but there, you have to have a safe space otherwise you're just going to go nuts whether this is counseling whether it's a mentor whether it's just seeing someone once a week to grab coffee um, to go work out together just walk around the mall go shopping whatever it is you have to have an outlet um, and you have to have your own your own personal time um, you know especially right when you get married you know you think you have to be with your spouse. 24-7, 365. I'm not saying dodge your spouse. But I'm saying there has to be times when it's like, okay, I need me time. Yeah. And you get in the car, take a drive. But, um, And if your spouse doesn't, like, accept the fact that you have to have me time, red flag. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: But, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Because even, you know, Isaac and I have actually recently talked about it because I recently am going through I need someone like that and there is a girl that I met I absolutely love her so much she is the cutest little girl ever that I also love so much and she I really think the Lord has brought her into my life because when I'm around her I automatically just feel such a peace and a comfort and I she's the person that I know if I have a prayer request I know for a fact she will stop what she's doing and she will pray right then and there yeah and I you know we've been married for almost two years in April and I for the past year I have just really and even before that like when we were engaged and stuff like I never had that one person that I could just tell everything to um And I really, and I really need that now, especially being a mom and a young mom, you know, being a mother can be lonely and, you know, having your husband working a full-time job, you're stuck in the house all day long with your child, which is such a blessing because, you know, I know moms who work full-time and also be a mom at the same time. And honestly, I applaud you. Because I I don't know how you do it. Like my mom was a full-time, you know, she worked full-time at a hospital. And she even worked night shifts when I was younger. And I literally still to this day, grown woman, married, and a mother myself. But I still look at her as superwoman because of the things that she did when I was young. Um, But definitely a safe space is and just a person to really go to is so important because there's things that you know I could vent to Isaac about but he can only hear it so much. <laughs> and I think going to someone else who has a different point of view, not even about your relationship, just anything. Forget about being in a marriage. Just yeah. what you as an individual, what you are personally going through or just where what you're thinking about. I think it's so important to have that one person, that one really close friend, you know, just to go to meet up with for coffee and just really talk and lay all your cards out on the table and, you know, just let them know what you're going through so that way they can pray for you, but also that helps you fellowship at the same time and, you know, most likely that person is going to lean on you and I th- I really do think it's very important. I know for me it's done wonders Just talking to someone else. Because I absolutely love talking to Isaac. I love venting to Isaac. I paid her to say that, by the way. Yeah. I, I just, I do. I genuinely love venting to him. Just laying out what's on my heart. But it has taken some time, I will say. It has taken a very long time. Retweet. For me to do that with him and to be vulnerable with him. Because of my own you know, things that I had to work on myself. Um, but you know, as much as I love talking to him, it's nice to just have that girl time. Yeah. If I have any women on here listening, you know, it's just, it's nice to have that girl time, one-on-one girl talk and all of that. And I guarantee you, you know, I don't want to speak for Isaac, but I guarantee you it's the same way for him. Like he, Vice versa.
0: Gotta have dude and football time. Oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> but I think, I think to ending, before we go to the next um, point that we want to talk to is like, I think the outlet has to be more than just your spouse. Mm-hmm. If the only person is, if your outlet is considered your spouse, I think you're doing this thing wrong. Um, not that you can't vent, not open up to your spouse. It's not what I'm saying, but... You have to have an outlet outside of your spouse to have a safe space to run to to yeah. take a break you just have to because um and especially you have the you know the obstacle of like you know your your spouse is a different gender than you so even if you're not married it's hard for me to understand things that Micah goes through because I'm a man yeah and it's hard for her to understand things that I go through because I'm not a woman <laughs> or she's not a you know what I mean like yeah. so you know what I'm saying? so like I think the outlet has to be outside of your spouse and also it, it makes it easier when your outlet or I would highly suggest that your outlet to be the same, you know, gender as you that way they fully understand where you're coming from and can really help in whatever situation it is.
1: Definitely. Okay, so number thir- 4, number 4. Number 4. <laughs> <laughs> Dating while married. This is my <laughs> favorite point. Um, because I know so many people whom I know personally that struggle with this, and for us it is so life changing. But especially now being parents, especially being parents.
0: Amen. Glory. You know,
1: to the Lord. <laughs> When you're first married, you know, you're in that honeymoon phase, and it's all...
0: Everything's dating. Folding clothes is dating. You're you're in the honeymoon phase.
1: (laughs) And so, you know, you're with each other all the time. But I think I want to gear this point more towards the couples who... The married couples who have children. Because it's so easy to... Okay... Your time goes to working your full time job, coming home, and then you just want to rest all day. And then the other, you know, this other spouse is, you know, like the wife. She's staying home all day. She's cleaning, taking care of the kid, and you know, myself and like any other of you moms out there, you know, that's all you do twenty four seven. You don't get a break when it's come to being a mother. Like you don't hey, let me go take a you know, let me clock out. I'll be back tomorrow. Like, that doesn't happen <laughs> for us. Oh, man. And so, I think it is very important because, you know, like I was saying, you can get so, your time, time throughout the day will just slip right out of your hands. And then you'll be like, oh, my gosh, it's 10 o'clock at night. Where did the day go? And then you realize, I didn't spend time with my wife, or I didn't get to spend time with my husband, all because, you know, you didn't have, you kind of had other things before others. And I think that's where priorities come in hand.
0: Yeah, you have to be intentional.
1: Yeah. And so I know for Isaac and I, like right now we're doing like what? Like a one, to twice a month. We'll do a date night. And that's where one of our parents will, they'll take Easton for the evening. And we'll go out and we'll, you know, go to a nice restaurant or go to a movie um you know we'll just kind of really get out of the house because you know with me being a stay at home mom like I don't want to just chill out at our house like (laughs) I do that literally all day every day so I would you know I personally like to get out and do stuff and you know Isaac he takes me out and you know we just have that one-on-one time and you know it's really nice to go out to a fancy restaurant and be able to eat your food and not have to like have your left hand over feeding a baby but your right hand sitting there feeding yourself at the same time as much as I love that and I cherish those moments it's also really nice to have that one-on-one adult conversation with your spouse yeah too so
0: and I think like like she said you have to be intentional with this it doesn't just happen and to be really honest with you when we first got married I I struggled with this and I wasn't good at it and I don't know if if Micah would would you know, say this, but I'll be honest, like, I, I wasn't, and I think it was, like, just being married, it's kind of, like, one of those things, like, okay, I'm married, I made it, like, yeah. I don't have to do anything else, we're married, but, yeah. and it's not, like, I it, I didn't love her, I didn't want to show her love, like, it's, it wasn't that at all, I didn't want to care for her, I don't know, I guess it's just, you have this thought of, you know, you're married, so, I don't know, it's just weird, but I I just struggled, honestly, I really struggled with it, Um, and we had to have an honest conversation, and it was one of those things where I was, you know, working, coming home, you know, and we had Easton, and our life revolved around him, and we did everything for Easton, and revolved around him, and like I said, it's, you're supposed to be like that, but also there's supposed to be times to where you get alone, and, you know, you get to be... a married couple not just parents and so I think you have to be very intentional with it and and when we had that discussion we, we we you know we we talked and said okay what's our plan I don't we don't want to just talk about how to date better but we want to do something so like she said it's like once or twice a month we'll go out and do something and and it also doesn't have to be like for those that are listening and you know maybe you're saying well I can't afford to go out and see a movie or go out and eat at a nice restaurant. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. even have to be that. Like Mm -hmm. I remember, so my, we all three, myself, Micah and Easton had, had COVID in August (laughs) and literally the whole month of August we had COVID. So like we were quarantined, like Micah had it first. And the day we were supposed to get out of quarantine, Easton got it. And then the day we were supposed to get out of quarantine for him, I got it. So literally the whole month of August, we were at home. And so, like, there were times where our dating consisted of, let's get in the car and go on a 30-minute drive around Whoa, town. And that's... we saw parts of, parts of town that we didn't even know existed. <laughs> so, like, even even in sense of, like, that there was no money spent. Yeah. Um, like, it's just quality time. Just go to the park, sit, talk. Yeah. Um, get in a car ride, just talk. So, like, it doesn't have to be blowing money. or It can be, it's just, it's more of it's more of just a quality time aspect than how can i prove my love to her by buying yeah. or, you know a nice purse or something like that <laughs> it's just a quality time thing so so i think you have to be intentional about being you know dating and and i think once you once you start to do that i think that you'll realize that your relationship Will not only be way better, but you'll be able to parent a lot better. Yeah. So at least that's what I figured out.
1: But also on that, like, for instance, today, actually, we, you know, all three of us, we all went out and, you know, right now we're putting up all of our Christmas decorations, which we're, like, so excited about. On November 4th, you heard it. (laughs) And um, we went to a couple places and we went shopping and we really didn't have an agenda for today. We kind of just spent that quality time with each other and just had a good lunch, you know, went walking around, ran into a couple friends at the store and just really enjoyed the day with no... Quality time. Yeah, just spending that quality time with each other. and Easton was there, which he is always so fun, especially at that like six... Well, he's actually six and a half months old, but he's at that point in life where he's his personality is coming out, and he's in the middle of learning things, but he's also a baby, so it's so much fun. But even if you are a parent, you don't even have to be away from your child. Like, your kid can definitely go with you. Like, today, I would count today as a date. Yeah. Because what... To be honest, what did you? What do you all do when you all go on a date before you were married? And you all were boyfriend and girlfriend. You all just hung out. Like, you right. didn't always... Go out to eat somewhere fancy and go to a movie. Like I guarantee you, most of the time, you all ended up going to the park or something.
0: Yeah, or each other's house to yeah, school.
1: and just hanging out and chill out. So date nights doesn't always have to be this fancy dinner movie. You go in
0: date, debt for a date night.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like you know, date night can be free. I know that there's a YouTube, a YouTuber that I literally absolutely love, and she is so amazing. And her and her husband, they their life is just super busy, you know. Just, they have so much on their schedule anyways. She's a full-time YouTuber, has her own business. They have two kids. Her husband is in, like, the Secret Service, you know, whatever he does there. So, they have marked off Sundays being their date night. And they, you know, they do that, like, afternoon to nighttime And they do that. And a lot of the times, you know, they might go out and grab a bite to eat and do something else. They just might go for a drive or they'll do something fun at their house, like even with their kids there. And I think it's so important to understand, like, when it's time for a date night, it doesn't have to be this big, giant, extravagant thing. (laughs) Like, just the quality time and just being intentional and put your phones away. Just put the phone down and enjoy your spouse. Enjoy that conversation. Enjoy that looking at each other rather than looking down at your phone and talking. Because 99% of the time you're not even listening to what the other person (laughs) is saying. (laughs) You're just nodding your head and saying yes. So I just... You know, I think that is so important is dating while married because it also keeps that spark alive within your marriage. And you're not getting you're not getting complacent, I guess is the right yeah. word. You're just not getting like, you know, okay, I'm comfortable it's not a routine, here. Yeah. yeah, like I'm I'm comfortable here. No, you always, you know, marriage should be fun. It's such a beautiful thing that the Lord has given us. And I think, you know, he gave it to us to enjoy one another. And, you know, I think that it's so important to just spend that quality time.
0: So. And that leads us to our last point. And it's funny that I'm the one introducing this last one because I'm, (laughs) the Lord is still working on me. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. So the fifth point is communication and transparency. Um. I'm good on the transparent part, I would say. Mm-hmm. But the part I'm not so good at is communication. And, like, when we hear this word communication, we think of, like, you know, hey, babe, I'm going to the mall. Um, I'll be back in ten minutes. Like, that's a part of communication. But communication all the way down to the smallest things, like communicating to her that I just put a load of clothes in the washer.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: (laughs) Even though the last 12 times I did it, it didn't turn out so well. Or communicating, (laughs) instead of doing that, communicating to her and saying, Hey, babe, is it okay if I put these clothes in the washer? No, it's not, because you ruined the last five loads. (laughs) So, like, communication all the way down to the smallest things. And you're probably laughing like, "That's, that's absurd. No, it's not. Because, like... If I don't communicate and something messes up, now we have to fix something. Now we have to talk about it. Now, you know, we have to do all these things that could have been saved if there was just simple communication. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying like that if someone has extreme trust issues that that validates, the, that validates it because there's supposed to be communication. No. Trust yeah. issues and over communicating is something totally different than yeah. just simple communication. So, like, I think you just have to be, just communication, like, it's not really, I know it's it's not a hard thing, but, like, I'm honestly still working on it, Um because there's a lot of times, like, and especially when you're getting, right when you're getting newly married, and I think this is honestly the reason why I struggle with communication, is because for so long in my life, I didn't have to communicate to anyone because I wasn't married. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I still lived with my parents, but you know, before I got married, I was living on my own for while I was in college away from my parents. So during that time I didn't have to communicate with anybody. It was just <laughs> me, my friends and school. So like, then I get married and it's a, it's a, it's kind of a culture change and you have to learn some things. Yeah. But I've learned that the more we communicate, the healthier our marriage has gotten, mm-hmm. um, on both, both ends. Um, so I think it's just, it's extremely important. And then the transparent piece, like they kind of go together because you have to communicate your feelings, but you also have to be transparent and be honest. Yeah. And if your spouse isn't okay with you being honest and transparent, that's another red flag.
1: Yeah, I know definitely for me, and Isaac can definitely attest to this, like communicate, like communication for me has been a struggle because I... In my head, I know how I want to express things, but I don't know how to actually...
0: Communicate
1: it. Yeah. I don't know how to say it, but in my head, I know, but I, I just can't say... It literally just can't come out. And I've, I will say, I have gotten better. I've improved a yeah. lot because I, you know have opened up more. My big thing is I just shut down, if anything were to come up. And I think this really, we can both kind of easily talk about this because this is something we both had to work through and are getting a lot better at. But for me, being transparent, that's another (laughs) thing that kind of hits because I... I know what I want to say again, but I'm just scared to be that transparent with someone. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be a bad conversation, like, you know, anything like that. And honestly, we really, we talk really well. It's just, I have a hard time opening up. And I honestly, I don't know why. That's just me. I'm, I'm usually pretty quiet. But when you know me, like Isaac and all my other close friends, like I'm not quiet at all. But no. just but just in moments, I do have a hard time just communicating and sharing my heart um, on certain topics or whatever, you know, happened or went on or whatever's on my mind. Um, and I, I do 100% think that communication and being transparent with your spouse is very very important because it lets them know what you're going through and then it also allows them to help you and get through whatever you're going through like there there were moments that I would just to be honest there are moments where I would, would be insecure about something and I Isaac would be like well what's wrong and I'm like oh nothing or I'm fine the typical saying that all women say when they are not fine but they say they're fine (laughs) and i'll just be like oh i'm fine or oh nothing and he knows because he knows my body language and he knows you know he just he can just tell because he's been with me long enough um and i think it's just i don't know how to word this it's just... It's tough. It's tough to be transparent. And it's tough to communicate yep. if you have dealt with that. But...
0: It's tough, but it's definitely worth it.
1: Yes. that's Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. It's worth it because it makes your marriage so much easier. Um, you know, when I am honest and I open up to Isaac and I communicate with him my feelings and stuff, it shows him, you know, why this bothered me or how we can fix this or what he can do to help me. Yeah and you know, I it's it really helps and honestly, communication is it's really valid in a marriage because like, for instance, with the laundry, like <laughs> laundry is <laughs> my thing, and you know, being a mom, like I gotta get better at it, of course. Because, you know, just the day goes by with Easton. Because he's so active right now. But it's just, you know, in my head I have a checklist. And, okay, I'll do laundry this evening. Well, because I didn't communicate to Isaac that I'm doing laundry this evening. He went ahead and did laundry this morning. And
0: shrunk a dress.
1: Literally, y'all, I bought it on a Saturday he washed it that night without telling me. In the morning, he's at church exhorting, and I messaged him, where's my purple dress? And he said, it's in the dryer. And I said, okay. Pulled it out. I kid you all not, it was a T-shirt. Yeah. A T-shirt, and it was past my knees. Yeah. <laughs> so, lesson learned. Just communicate because it can, honestly, with not when you do not communicate with the other person, It can cause really silly fights, like, and just arguments and all of that. And it just, yeah, and it just gets you all worked up over nothing when you, like, look at it. And I'm guilty of that, like, when Isaac has done laundry and I planned on doing it, I'm like, I already did that. And then I get all worked up over something so silly, and then I'll walk away and cool off, and then I'm sitting there like, oh, well, that was so... That was just dumb of me to get so worked up over. <laughs> and but really it I I you know it kind of points back at me because I was the one who didn't communicate that to him that I was going to do it. Yeah. So, you know, just communication is definitely key in marriage, relationship, even friendship. It's just very important.
0: Absolutely. I think like communication and transparency, like I know it was the last thing that we talked about but I think it's like one of the most important things yeah. to have a healthy marriage a healthy friendship I think like communication's key transparency is key but there's going to be times like if I'm really honest that it's going to be hard t- to be transparent um, to your spouse yeah. um, because there may be times where like they did something and you didn't like the way that it that they said it the, their reaction to it or or whatever the case may be and if you just hold it in and don't communicate and be honest with them about how it made you feel it's just going to keep happening and the next thing you know you're going to explode because you just didn't talk about it you know for the past five six seven times um so like if something happens you just have to deal with it then communicate be transparent about it um and then, like I said, it, it like we said earlier, it, it's going to be hard in times, but it's definitely very, very, very rewarding.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So it, you know, like I said, when those times get and you need to be transparent and be honest, you know, just do it. And I know like it may be yeah. hard in the moment, but it's going to be rewarding, and you'll grow um very, very, very quick, um, and you'll get a lot closer. Is, is what I found. So
1: it takes time and patience too. Yeah.
0: Patience, for yeah, sure. definitely. It's not sure. going to be something that happens overnight. It's not like, you know, you listen to this and you can go home and be like, you know, I don't want to be transparent. No, sometimes it, you, that may happen for you, but sometimes it's going yeah. to just take some time. So, yep. before we close, do you have anything else you want to tell the people? So, yep. we thank you all so much for yep. taking time um, and listening to us. You could have been listening to a lot of other people. and yeah. You decided to listen to us. So, we just wanted to thank you for that. and um Micah, what are some ways that if there's any ladies listening that they can contact you on social media, um, your website? She's got a blog. I don't know if she mentioned it, and I'm not just saying this because I'm her husband. Like, it's really, really, really good, and there's a lot of ladies that their lives have been affected by it. So,
1: Um, definitely, I'm on Facebook. I know probably some of you that are listening, you know us, so you are honestly probably already friends with me. But if you don't know, and you want to follow me on Facebook, my to way this spell my name, because a lot of people misspell it for some reason, but it's M-Y-C-A-H and then Carpenter, you can get on Instagram, and my Instagram name is just Micah Carpenter, all lower caps. And then also, I just really, again, want to encourage you all to check out my blog, because, you know, this is something that the Lord has released me to do. Um around September this blog has really been on my heart for since I was about 15 and so what seven years now and Mm -hmm. I tried to do a blog like twice I would publish it but then I just you know I could never write something up I could never just get myself to post it and I never felt like it was the right timing but my heart wanted it to happen so so bad And so then finally this year, I just felt the Lord release it. I was like, okay, God. So I went ahead and I did that. And I was praying about a name. I could never come up with a name. And finally the Lord told me to call it Her Village. And so if you go, it's on my social media platforms as well. But if you just want to type it up, it's hervillage.com. And it's h-e-r-r-village.com. Um there's two R's in her village, and this is just a village of women, a community of women to really just to pour into each other and to kind of walk through life as just a young woman, a young married woman, a young mother. Um, this is does not have an age limit on it, and that's something that I never wanted was an age limit. Like I want all ages. Of women to follow me in this journey because, you know, I want to learn from the older generation. I want the older generation to pour into me, but I also want the younger generation to inspire me and to really just give me that new vision and, you know, just kind of give me more ideas, but also the older generation to pour the wisdom that they have into me. So that, that way, you know, I can pour myself out into this blog and reach many people. So, you know, I have the blog and I have Instagram and Facebook. So if you guys would not care to just follow me on this journey of life, that would be great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So follow her on all of her platforms. Check out her blog. Um, once again, we thank you all so much for taking time and listening to us. Um, if, if this touched you in any way, um, feel free to let us know. Yes. Um, anything we can pray for you about, let us know. Share this with all your friends. Um, and if you really enjoyed this and you'd like for us to talk about more topics, whatever that may be, just hit us up on social media and um, we will for sure talk about whatever topic it is. Thank you guys so much. We love you all. Bye.